So um, we, we are where Devoya is the um, leader of Kali's Hall. A bit surprising that yeah. it's a woman, but it's either, as we said, either she, she happens to be a, nov- a, a Novi. Well, there were feminine Novium we've had before. We've had Miriam. Yeah. We've had... Um, We've had Hulda, indeed, and so, so we've also we got her. So more surprising. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think a novi is elected. I think a novi is appointed by God. So, but, but she obviously has become become the shofar. Shofar, we suggested, might simply mean that she's a leader. <laughs> she's the one who's going to lead Kaliyosol, and which is a novi. So, of course, she'll be the leader in a way. But did she actually judge? I'm not sure. Maybe the parties have agreed to appoint her, and therefore that that's okay in our law. Maybe you'll say, well, sure. Or maybe um, every now and then you get a voice or sticking up all over the place, and or maybe that um, she told she told the, the Dionian what to pass and it's not, it's not clear what she was doing, but she, and she was, it's also not clear either where she where she was, because that's the the posit we have in um, we do by right, I should have said chapter Dullard um, posit. Hey is where we were talking about where she was, and Rashi is trying to say Lavdak because she was in any of these places, um, which is mentioned here. Rama or Beit Eil, high five. Sorry, what? Are you sure we are so far from here? Where are we? Yes. Yeah, that's where we're up to. Have we done? Have we done? We done Pazak Hay, didn't we? Sort of. Yeah, Pazak Hay was the one was which says that. Or to tend to remind you what chaps. Chapter uh, Posak Hay says that she was under this Tamer Devoa, which could have been that a place which would be it could have been the original Devoa of the Maynekes Rivka, who we know. And that would be the Tamer Devoa. If she was buried under the Tamer, was it? No, no, the 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 Maynekes of Rivka. The Posak Yaakov buried the Maynekes by the by um, by the um, by by um, Shrem. There'll be an, yet another place. Or it could mean that she was, it was called now, oh, this is the Toma Devoa. The Devoa sits underneath this tree. And he explained because of Yechud, she wouldn't want to be in the house with men. Um, Sometimes she'd have to talk about people in private. So she would, all, she would sit under, the, under a tree. And uh, as it were, she'd have one man talking to her, but there'd be, be a gap <laughs> for, for privacy. But everybody could see that uh, nothing untoward was happening. But the other places mentioned, Rama, Beisel, Harifraim, it would be surprising that she was there if her husband was supposed to be Mr. Lapidus, who was also def- supposed to be Borok. Same idea, Borok, the word Borok and Lapid are a similar idea. The, 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 sorry? The well, he's going to be her general. We don't know what he was doing until now. And um, he must have been somebody of some authority, as we'll, as we'll see. Do you know what she looked like? No, no please. <laughs> no, that's, that's, uh, no, I know nothing whatsoever about what she looked like. Did he mention for some of the other great women? Who no, 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 we're not talking about her physical appearance. So, about, I agree with you, you were talking about Rivka and Sol or whatever, but yeah, but they're not, uh, not her. So, she was, um, what I meant to say is, yes, her husband, because I'll assume that Borok was the same man as Lapidus, and he's even called Lapidus on the idea that he made uh, these wicks, or she made these wicks for the, for the Mishkan, for the Manoah. But if he was living in, in, in uh, all the way up in Kedesh Naftali, there's nowhere near where she would be if she is literally in Pozakhei, Rama or Bain Beisel, the Harifayim. I mean, those are much, those are much, much more south. So, what's happened to a married life, as it were? So, the Radak is trying to say, and I, 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 I'm also trying to suggest, 
she was separate from him I don't think it's a nice idea I mean why would you why do you want to separate her from her husband um, <laughs> I mean after all Miriam wasn't separate from her husband that was the whole problem with in, in when she was complaining about um, Moshe Rabbeinu yeah. me and Aaron she said to her brother we're still living a nor- having a normal marital life and uh, so why is Moshe different and this is even worse because we don't find that Moshe was separate physically I mean locationally from Tzipoa otherwise everybody would have known already that they were separate it was only she hadn't to say by accident something which showed they weren't having marital relations here it would mean Tzipoa was living a long long way away from from her husband if she didn't have marital relations why wouldn't she live in the same place it's normal do we know do you actually have any children do we know that no I don't think so, no. Maybe in Trayum, I don't think I've never seen anything before. So anyway, the, the idea would, would the so therefore I think that's one of the reasons why Rashi brings a Targum which translates everything as being loved. Dafka, she was actually with her husband and uh, all these places mentioned are places where she earned income from, Rashi said. I think we, read, we, we did read it last week. Am I, am I right? Am I right? We did. But if not, you may be, and one more reasonable pshat is really she would be with her husband back up there in Kedish Naftali, and every now and then she would go to the central Eretz soil for din to hear Mishpat in the same way that Shmuel moved around a bit. So as it were, she took a week, uh, had a week off, a week off her, ma- her family duties. That's perhaps a bit more understandable. But can we imagine it our days or remote past, the remote past? Would be a woman leader like that now. Well, we've had difficulty imagining it, but nevertheless, you see that, uh, that we do have, uh, as we've said, we've had a man about Miriam, who was about oh, to yeah, lead only. Right. But I, I mean, we, we we do find um, the one you mentioned before. What's his name? Um, who's the other one we mentioned? Hulda. Hulda, yeah. Hulda was definitely definitely the, the novi, except in novi. I mean, she all. Um, went to her and asked her question so <laughs> so anyway so what she does now Posuk Vav Vatishlach and she sends Vatikra and she calls so she sends a message and she calls Lebob and Avinayim Mikedesh Natoli who was apparently in Kedesh Natoli it's not just he came from Kedesh Natoli he must have been there as we'll seem to say later on so she, clearly at this moment in time she was to a degree separate from him which is sending him and asking him to come. I mean, you know, if they're together, you don't have to send. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why is she saying, like, yes, tish quite nach, quite like, quite if she's living in the same house? I mean, presumably she's a long way away, and therefore she's sending him. But Tema Elov, and she says to him when he comes, Did not Hashem command? Now, that's a funny way to start a conversation. You don't start off with Halai. So it could be that the conversation started off in relation to something else, and as it were, we, we cut to the chase and get to the crucial bit, that is, Tzivu Hashem Elakei Yisrael. Because if it, the problem is, if this was a normal conversation, she should say, What's this haloi? Did not Hashem command? It's, it's a peculiar way to start the conversation. So, but it could be this is in the middle of the conversation and we cut to the chase. Or it could be that she's trying to do it by way of by way of emphasis, you find that sometimes somebody says, um, you know, did I not tell you? You know, sort of, even, you know, that's so sort of confirmed. One way or another, she said, you shall lead 
to Hatova. Don't say go to that. Lead. Moshach is to be Mashiach is to be taken, pulled, pulled, pulled. It's a strange word to use. You should say go to Hatova. But she doesn't say go to Hatova. It's a Moshachta. It means you got to you got to push yourself to go. Why? Well, let's carry on. Velokachta imcha and take with you our seres halofimish, ten thousand men, bivnei naftali and bivnei zvulun from naftali and zvulun. That's let me go a bit further, and then we'll. I think the map will be beneficial. Umoshachti elecho el nachal kishon, and I will lead to you to nachal kishon. That's that's a wadi which um, in the winter is a bit, of a, kind of a bit of a stream, but in the summer it dries up. So I'm told, anyway. Siso the general of Yovin. Remember, we were told that Yovin uh, was originally the king of Chotza, and Chotza had been destroyed, and maybe it's a, national, it's a name, like Yovin, the same way that you get somebody called um, Caesar or... Uh, or the Kaiser or whatever, or the King or whatever. It's a title like power. And he now seems to be living in a place called Haroshes Agoyim, yeah, which was a, to where many people were living. So uh, this Sisra was the general, and Yovin being the, the king. So I will bring there into, into Nachal Kishon, Sisra, and his chariots. There's Hamoina in all his multitude. Not Hamoin. Hamoin is, is not the expression of the army. It's, a, it's the whole Hamoinam. Yeah. And I'll give him over to your hand. King of what? You were king of what? He was originally the king of Chotza, which he said last time. Unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, I was a bit uh, not. Uh, perhaps for next week, I'll give more. I'll, I'll get some. I'll do some more and maybe improve on this. But. Um, we oh, it's my writing on it, I think. Yeah, it's my writing. No, no, it's my writing. It looks uh, sufficiently unclear. I hope <laughs> some of you will have to share a bit. Um, I don't think I've got... Have I got enough? Is it a new one? Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's probably... Yes, it is a new one. Could you share a moment? Yeah, okay. oh, sorry. What I want to do is uh, to point who, out... Who is talking here? Who is talking here? That's Hashem. Hashem. Hashem will give him. I mean, she's, ah, she's, no, she's saying what Hashem is saying. Siva Hashem. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the, the fact that she said, means once again, he will be led by me. I, Hashem, will put it in his mind to do this. To, to, to lead him, to lead him to go there. Hazal actually say that his, his, his magicians told him that it was a, it was a, this was going to be a bad, a bad career <laughs> turn. <laughs> and nevertheless, he, he, he disagreed with them and and, and did it had required a contribution to interfere with it? Yes, it could be. I mean, it's not, it's not, but this is not Bechiva for good or bad. I mean, we, we, when we talk about Bechiva being the fundamental, yeah. which Hashem rarely interferes with, but He does interfere with it, um, that's talking about freedom to do good or bad. Yeah. But when it's a question of just plain action, do you buy these shares, don't you buy these shares, do you do something stupid like uh, Mrs. May is deciding to? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean these sort of stupidities. I mean, I mean, as you find, I'm very disappointed. I think the English word is "it occurred to me." It's not you did it. It's it sort of turned up in your head, <laughs> and you, yeah, yeah, right. So let's have a look at this, this map, and it gives an idea. You can see on the southeast we've got Yamamelech, so we're not going to bother with Yehuda, which is in the which is really in the south. 
Then as you go up the map, you get to Ephraim, and then I've written in, in my incomprehensible in, um, handwriting, Menasha. So they're the north. Now, I don't know whether you'll remember, two t- twice we were told about the border of Menasha, because I've actually done a, a line, yes. that's my line, trying to indicate where the, the border ought to have been. <laughs> it, but it wasn't there, because if you look, if you go back to chapter base, Um, is it birth, birth, sorry, uh, chapter uh, chapter Aleph, I meant to say. Go back to Charles. Um, in Posuk Kavzain, chapter Aleph. For the Hoyish Menasha, it's Beishan. Beishan being by the Yarden. There's and he is around it. There's Tanach. That's more you can see Tanach is a red dot there. And it's subsidiaries. There's Yeshiv Doya, this is towards the. I'm a bit surprised about Menashe went all that far, but still, it seems to be. There's Yeshiv Yivlom, is that marked? Is not marked. Uh, Yivlom is also there. So you can see, all of this ought to have been, therefore, within the Shevet Menashe. But the very fact that we're told they didn't capture this lot must mean that that was meant to be the land of Menashe. I've written in Menashe there. This is Menasha. Yeah, all the way to with this a, base. With a, with a wall? That's here. No, it's a hay at the end. Oh, I see. And that's, I've done that red, that, that pen, pencil line. That's a shame where I would guess. It could be that the border is meant to be the Nachal Kishon. Very often you get a, a river as being the border between one place and another. That could be. It could be, but it's not mentioned that the Nachal was the, the, the dividing line. And, and I, I don't want to go... Again, if, if, you, if you remember... Why, why have you put it south of the Kishon? You mean it could be the kitchen itself? Yeah. I don't know, because I don't know where it is. It could be, I'm, I'm trying to only to do things approximately, not, not to actually say definitively, because all these borders were a bit, um, a bit complicated. Um, if, if you look back to, I mean, those of you who got Yehoshua, if you go to chapter Yudzain, there we had a, a Menashe complaining and saying we haven't got enough land. Yes, I Once again, it mentions these places. It's important chapter Yudalaf as being with Yudalaf as being within the borders of of Menashe, and they complained and said, um, um, you know, we haven't got enough land. And they and the college book and the end of that chapter was saying to them, well, you know, go and fight up, fight them, fight the Goyim, take take that. Israel, this fertile land, and they said, but they've got Rechel Basel, which was indeed how we started off this chapter, by saying Yovin had all these uh, Rechel Basel. So so the border of of Menashe should have been, at least including these places, which I've marked, maybe even all the way to Nachal Kishon, but they didn't have it, it was occupied by the Goyim. Where was Yisocha? Well, Yisocha you can see is here, but I doubt if Yisocha had very much land at all. We often find Yisocha as being living among the Menasha. They never got, because they of course are in the, once again, if you look at the green, the green will always be the fertile lowland, and as you go to the, 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 the lighter colours, that's you're getting to the hills. So the Jews in Menasha are up in the hills, Yisocha is basically very low fertile land. It's exactly where the going would have done, would have done well. 
and therefore I'm not surprised that the if they <laughs> would be surprised they had very little. But where where were they actually occupying is not actually I suppose where they were is not is not clear. Something like that. But I have marked what ought to have been their borders, some, as far as I can see, because it clearly we see from the project how Tova is the edge of their border of Yasaha, and it does they include sorry it's in between the Kinneret and, and Haifa Hatov is marked there they've got the Bikas Kasulos and they go they go down as roughly as I marked it there so you see roughly where they ought to be but how much of that they actually had, did have I don't know then you get on top of that you've got Zavulam I'm afraid my handwriting is not very good that's next week I'll, I'll redo it among the, certainly among the towns which they are supposed to have had is the one on the right that's Kitwain yeah. which it's clearly occupied by the Goyim which is mentioned occupied by the Goyim and also Nahalel which is also occupied by the Goyim both of these you can see are in the green they're, they're the lowlands again where the Goyim are capturing but Tzulun would have been around in the, in the higher land which is the, the, the one more white and then more north of them is not, there's Naftali Kadesh Naftali, I marked that going right up. I mean, it's, it's not in the map at all. It's a long way north of the map. Kadesh Naftali is one of the Ori Miklot, and it's a... Uh, so this is where Borok himself comes from. Chotzer, which may or may not be destroyed at this moment in time, is also meant to be among the borders of Naftali. It's mentioned Beferish, but maybe still occupied by the Goyim. It's lowland, as you can see. Where we're somewhere between Kinneret and the and the Chola. Does the Chola exist anymore? They drained it. Is it completely drained? Don't know. Right. So you can see roughly what the problem is. It's the lowlands, which is the greens, particularly the dark greens. That's where the Goyim are living and occupying, and the Yidden are in the mountain areas. So she is telling him. She is telling Borok, who comes from Kedesh Naftali, the highland up there where also they've got trouble with the Goyim on the, in the lowlands where they are, Get take some man, men from Naftali in the north, and the Rulon, which is south of them, but still north, go to Hartova. Can you see where Hartova is? Now that wouldn't be so much of a problem. <laughs> You're up on the mountain. But the problem is they're then told that, then told that I will bring down to you to the Nachal Kishain, which is the blue, if it was... I mean, it may have been dried out in the summer is dried out this, in, in, in Sisera and his army which won't help them very much but they're on top they're on top and he's down below yeah it's but yeah well it's an advantage if you're on, if you're on top yeah. but you'll see it this, this, this advantage is going to be lost so let's see what Rashi says so far <coughs> is there any Rashi hello Tzira now, it may be, because of what I said, it's very odd that it starts off a conversation, Halei Tzivo, you should just simply say, Tzivo Elecho Hashem Elekei Yisrael. And it starts off with this Halei. So Rashi gives another pshat for what I say, which is Biyad Moshe. Ki'achrem tachrimeim kashim b'mechilta. Moshe is a long time back. Yeah, yeah, she's saying that it is mentioned in Chumash, you've got to do it. So uh, therefore she is saying to him, it's about time we did what it states in Chumash, we should get rid of the Goyim. Hmm. It means you've got to get rid of the Goyim in the lowlands, which means attacking them, which is what previously the people over Shrine and Menashe said, we, we can't, they're, they're too strong. And now she's told, do it. Which is a particularly bad time to do it, because Yovin is actually controlling Kral Yisrael, as you, 
as, as we said at the beginning of chapter Adala, Posset base, so he wasn't just a king only of Chotza, he's now the king of all of the Canaanim. Shemol Bechotza. And he says, Vayitzaku, Vuhulochat, says Bnei Yisrael. And this is really the, sort of the worst time to come along and fight him when he's very strong and you're very weak. Yeah, that wasn't a very clever idea. Apart from the fact that if Hashem tells you to do it, you do it. Right, Posak Hay, Posak Hesoy, Vayyeme Leo Bark, Imtelchi Ime Volokt. If you will come with me, I'll go. Imlaisailchi Ime, but if you're not coming with, I'm not going. Now that, of course, was wrong. He should not have done that. He, he was entitled to say, look, I think it's a good idea if you come with me because everybody will be more convinced by you than by me. <laughs> yeah, they know you're the Nazir, and if the Novi Hashem comes along, they'll, they'll listen to you. But he shouldn't have put it in terms of, I'm not going. I mean, she said to the Pharaohs, Akhodesh Baruch has told you to do this. And um, so therefore there was a certain degree of Merida here. So she got, gets belidict or tells him. Vatoma, so she says, okay, I'll go with you, nothing wrong with that. If you'd have asked me nicely, I would have done it anyway. You won't get any grace covered. Will hand over Sisra by the hands of a of a woman. Which woman it is, we don't know actually. It could be it means Devaira, because we always now talk about Shiva's Devaira and Devaira, Devaira, you know, rather than Borok. He's become a bit of a back back man. Or it could mean Yael, who's going to take part in it. One way or another it's going to be a woman who will or it may be both women. Biyadisha could mean by the hand uh, of women. Yeah, yeah. It could, but it could be both of them. I don't quite understand the words respond to Mara. She says that if you ask me to go with, I will go with. She didn't know. She said, I'm going with. Hola, hola, elechim, I'll definitely go with you. He said that. How will he come? He said, will you come with me? Yeah. And she said, said, yeah, okay. But then she said, if, but if you... Um, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. No, we're no, 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 no. He said, if you go with me, I will go. If yeah. not, I won't go. Yeah. It's all him. Right. He said, I won't go. She's saying, okay, I'll go with you, but you're not going to get any grace of COVID out of this. And why is it that she's saying, you know, clearly this is a rebuke. I mean, this is definitely a rebuke, isn't it? I mean, so why is she rebuking him? Yeah. Because he, uh, I, I suggest, had no right to say what he, what he did say. I, I'm refusing to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's refusing to indicate that she's the prophetess. Yeah, sort of, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating this, because it depends how you learnt this previous posthuk of Halei I mean, if, she, if he's actually, actually said, Kayama, effectively, Kayama Hashem, you, Barak, go and you do this, then indeed it would be disobedience. If you learn it more like the way Rashi said, state in Chemish that we have to get rid of the Goyim, so I want you to do it. She may not have mentioned too much the word of Hashem. Yeah, so maybe that's to, to say good about him, that he therefore wouldn't be directly disobedient. That issue can only be herself. It could be Sisa as well. It could be Yael. Sometimes it, Yael, Yael, Yael is the one who kills Sisa. The uh, woman who kills Sisa. She has not been here yet so far. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's saying, the is saying what's going to happen. But I think Yael Isha could mean both women. 
by the hand of, wo- of women. Yeah. In the plural. I know it's I know it's a collective now. Now women. You, know, you can it's a term you can well, say isha, but you mean females. Yeah. Uh, the plural. It's, it's uh, like sheep, for example, yeah. is a collective noun, or yeah. like called sus pare, and you mean uh, horses. Right. So what did you do? Vatokom tovayla. She got up. She went with Barak, all the way to So if she was actually, before now, in Harifaim on this map, she was actually travelling up quite a long way. She went all the way up to, yeah, from Shechem, which is um, where we saw, all the way up through Menashe. Somehow, she must have been able to find her way all the way to all the way up north. I mean, you see, much of this would have been occupied by the Goyim. But somehow or other, she managed to get herself up Quite a long way to the to the north. Vayazek Barak as the rulon vesnavtali kecho, and now he Yazek is, is is sort of shouting zoak zoak, but it means it was a sort of proclaimed, and by through proc- we've had this many times through proclamation you get everybody to come. You know you announce it in the shuls, everybody's going to come. You know or whatever, and by screaming it out, Yazek Barak as rulon vesnavtali. Kecho. Yeah. Why, why these two? Well, of course, if Barak, I should have, said, I should have mentioned before, if Barak himself comes from, from, from Naftali, it's understandable how he can get the people of Naftali. But Naftali and Zavulun would have been particularly harmed by this, by these, by Jochin and um, by um, Jovin, because they, uh, a lot of their land is being t- affected by, 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 by this Jovin. I agree that the Sokhas are probably even, even more of a mess, but I don't think, I'm not even sure they were in one particular place. I think they were largely still in Menashe. Menashe at least had the highlands, even if it didn't have the lowlands. I think that Naftali and Zulun would have been particularly, particularly affected. So one way or another, they were, they, they were announced to come. Vayar Baradrov, and they came by his feet, which either means they were foot soldiers, they weren't having horses, or it could be sometimes Baraglov is an expression of coming with somebody like um, let's see, see if we can find the expression where somebody gives an illustration uh, Baraglov uh, where do we find Baraglov yeah Ha'omasheh Baragli Moshe Rabbeinu said that Ha'omasheh Baragli so so he went up by his feet Aseres alfeish v'tali mei devoyu. Okay, so devoyu is there, and they go up. Now we're giving told of another person who is going to be relevant into the story later on, and this happens presumably next, and that's why it's put here. The Chever Hakeni, a man called Chever, who was a Keni, Nifrod Mikayin, separated from the rest of the. Kani people, Bimnei Chovav Moshe, who were the the descendants of Yisrael, that is, who was the father-in-law of Moshe. Now, if you remember, we've we've actually had them before. If you go to chapter Aleph, Pesach Tezayin, chapter Aleph, Pesach Tezayin, Bimnei Kani. Chesin Moshe, 
Olu Meir Hatamoim. They went up from Yericha. If you remember, they were given Yericha as a place, to, the area of Yericha to live in until it was, we had a new base, until the basement was appointed. And then it would belong to whichever Shevet had the, uh, gave up the land for the base of Midrash. And they went, Olu Meir Hatamoim, Espenei Yehuda, Midbar Yehuda, <coughs> so they went off to Arat, which is the complete south of Eretz Yisrael. So that's where they were. And but now Mr. Heather, who was one of the Cainy, separated himself from the rest of the Canaanites, and he went off, and he well happened, and he <coughs> pitched his tent, and Elaine B'Tsa'ananim Asheris Kedesh. Now, first of all, it says Oholai, his tent, because these were nomads. There was perhaps the origins of the Bedouins, I'm not sure. But one way or another, they were people who were, bed, who were Bedouins and sort of moving from one place to another. So therefore, his tent was not in one place at Elain B'Tsa'ananim, but it was Ad Elain B'Tsa'ananim, because, of course, you move around with your cattle. You know, if they've got, uh, if, well, once they've eaten up the grass, you move somewhere else. Yeah, that was Yosef um, Mikner, So he would be moving around, and he'd be living in a tent, not in a house, and um, which is going to be important when we get into tent um, tent pegs. You need a kind of a tent peg. In my house, we haven't got a you know peg that you use to put down the bottom of the tent. I mean, in my house, I ain't not got one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you've got a tent, you've got a tent peg. So he moved his tent at Elam Tzananim. Now I don't know exactly where Elam Tzananim is, but I can tell you it's within the borders of Natoli, because it's mentioned in, in the borders of Natoli Tzananim. So it's he's actually higher up than Zulun. He's in the Natoli area. Where, by the way, the actual area of separation of Natoli and Zulun is, I, I haven't been able to work out because it seems very confusing. Um, I mean, after all, Natoli also has a bit of the south of the Yad, of the, of the Kinneret. It says, Yom V'dorim Yerosha. So, although Zerulun have got that area around, around um, the middle, where I sort of Kitrain were, but nevertheless, Naftali obviously go all the way to the south of the Kinneret, somehow or other. The theoretical borders, at least, where the actual border is, goodness knows. So, I, I don't know where exactly Tainanim is, but it's somewhere... More, more north than Amek Yisrael. That's and, and, and north that is of the Kishon. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's more north of them. Okay. Why are we told now? I saw a suggestion that now that <coughs> Barak had put his foot in it and said, um, um, you know, if you will come with me, you, a woman, will come with me to sort of strengthen everybody's resolve. I will go, and if not, not. So she said, right, Ebazoi, it's a woman who's going to do the salvation, so now we have to organize the woman to be there. Mm-hmm. So Aranga Zan Kop, yeah, fell into his head of, after that, of Mr. Of Mr. Hever, who was actually living all the way south in Arod, to move himself all the way up, as you saw, all the way up to, to up there. I, I tend to feel that <laughs> The what? I think I myself would take a different opinion to the one that's, that's being expressed. You may, but I feel, look, he's come here, 
there's other mighty warriors up there. He's yeah. been asked by this lady, saying, "I've got Navur that you've got to win this battle. Yeah. You've got to take, you've got to take this uh, this giant up." Yeah. And, and, and yeah. So he says, "Fair enough, uh, but I, I need you to come because I don't." Oh yes. Scottish Chronicles were yeah, no, 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 that's so you better come up. Yeah. And, and oh yes. I'm not well, arguing with you. I'm, I'm not suggesting. I mean, I, I put it in terms that he wanted her to strengthen the resolves well, of the people. Right. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what have I said different? Well, you, you're saying because he said this is, this is wrong, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have said to her, I'm not going unless you're going. Oh, but you said, said no, 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 he said, no, I, I, I don't think I can agree with that. I mean, certainly the Rishonim scene. I mean, it must be, he certainly, the fact that she then says that glory won't be with you, well, but be by a woman, no, no, this is clearly a word to rebuke. Yeah, uh, she's, she's weakening, but he, he doesn't mind. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not looking for, to, to put us on a... On a, on a he, doesn't want, he doesn't want glory? He, no, he, he, wants, he wants to be successful. Right. I, think he's, I think he's a lovely, lovely fellow, this man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe. The, all <laughs> you have all the glory? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. We, we're not actually told how he responded to this, <laughs> you won't have the glory. Did he say, oh dear? Or, or did he say, who needs, who needs, who needs, who needs glory? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't win the battle, I don't mind. I can't, I, 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 I can't, I can't comment on that, but clearly he, she is saying, the words of rebuke and saying, you would have had the glory, you're not going to have it now. But, it, but, but you've interrupted me, Mr. Thomas, just to put uh, well, slide, I, I a bit late. You kept 2,000 years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, no, but you, you kept that. I, I, at this point, I'm just pointing out that Mr. Hever, who is the, uh, somebody who lives all the way south in Arad, has moved himself all the way north, going through the whole of Ertz's soil. I mean, this is virtually going from, from the south to, to the north yeah. of Ertz's which in those days, without a car, you know, yeah. uh, and without trains or whatever, is a bit of an effort, yeah. with his sheep and whatever, yeah. all the way up north, and why? And the only thing I can explain, I saw somebody out in the Mulder, uh, was, was in order that, because of Kurdish Park, who wants to have a, and you're sure to come through this another woman, and therefore Agafalan's a cop. That's always going to the north, and he's duly going all the way up to the north. He has as good land pasture lands up there, and he's coming up there to be available. To uh, his wife is going to be available to. Uh, oh, his wife's Yale. Yeah. 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 He's a BC. <laughs> he's taking the Jewish religion seriously, and he doesn't want to be downright. He wants to be with the no, I, I'm, I'm disagreeing on, a, on two <laughs> levels on that one. First of all, first of all, these people, the, the reason why they were there, if you remember, was they wanted to be with the, the Talmud Chacham of Yehuda, who was Osniel Ben Kanaz. They deliberately went down there to be away and away from the nice lands where you have in around Yericha, which is here tomorrow. They were prepared to go into the uh, desert type land of Arod because they wanted to be with the Torah. And uh, so I think they do, I don't think that they were, um, yeah. And, and, and also they they were that we sort of assumed that you, that, that um, he became that Yisrael became Jewish. He was Megaya, and all his descendants therefore were Galen. They were Yidden. I mean, they may not be completely intermarried with us, but they were nevertheless Elohim Yidden. They were fully fed Jews. Fully fed Jews, yes. So why do you need to mention the Canaanites then? I'm confused. Sorry. I hadn't seen any Canaanim yet. No, you said that you mentioned Heather. What's his name? Heather. Yeah, he's a Canaanite. I didn't say that. Caney. Oh. Caney says you're not. You're not looking in. Oh. Didn't say Canaan. It says Caney. Oh. He's a descendant of a Mr. Cain. Cain. The fact that the matter of sister fell 
that he was safe in Czechia. Yes. Which makes the whole thing that they were part of the Yiddish wealth. Uh, yes. They clearly were not fully assimilated. Yeah. He must have felt uh, quite at ease to be with They're not assimilated, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, I think I, I fully agree. But anyway, but this is the chart in this posuk that he is a nomad, that's what's called Holoi, he's going Ad Eloim Batsa'ananim, which is all the way up in Naftali, or somewhere around Naftali, and it's certainly along some way north of the, of the, of the Nachal Kishon, where we're told the army of Sis was going to go, and he's going all the way from Arad, so that makes him a Somehow or other, he's moved away from everybody else, which presumably is the Abishter putting into his mind. Mashes um, Kedesh, as it goes on to say, the end of the Posit, which is by Kedesh Naftali, which is right the way up the north. Vayagid, Rashi gives a place, just create more confusion. Vayagid, and now he's told that Borok has gone up to Ha. And you can see where it's on the mountain, which is safe for the people who are, haven't got um, chariots. It, it, they're in this high place, Hartova, which is the, uh, the, the highest mountain of that area, yes, Hartova. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so they're, 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 high, they're up there. But nevertheless, of course, you can go, you can bring your army down below, and then you can duly climb up the mountain, although the people on top will have the advantage. The, the, the what? He said that he said it was told. Was it by scouts? Yeah, somewhere, yeah, or just general information. I mean, I mean, it's uh, yeah. So he's he's um, he, he would, uh, somebody would I call him who wants to say that in fact he says ki ola borok, not not uh, not um, devaira, would suggest that indeed it was she was his husband. She was the, the wife. Because if in fact the leader of the Jewish people was Deveva, and she is leading the people, rather like Joan of Arc or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so you would imagine you'd be told, Kiola Deveva Hatola. The fact that it's saying, it's saying Borok would make more sense if he's thinking, he's hearing of a Deveva, and he's hearing of a Borok, and he's, she's the wife of the, she's the, the prophetess, the seer. Who's, who's going together with her husband, but he's he's more concerned with the, with the, with the man with the with the soldiers rather than the wife. I don't know how big a deal it is, I'm not quite sure. One way or another, he's hearing that they're up there. That's why I suggested. That's what we suggested. Why are you surprised? Because I thought you said earlier, I mean, that she left her husband in a different place. Well, yes, I was suggesting they were husband and wife. She sent for him. All the way down to Shechem. The one that she left was borrowed. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, no, no, it's not. A, it was not a, a non-amicable divorce or whatever. I've either suggested they're still living together as husband and wife on intervals, yeah. and in any event, if, even if not, they were not. They, she did out some sort of divine decree or whatever to do her job as a shofar, but they're still on good terms, sufficiently good. She summoned him to come from Kedesh Naftali. He came all the way south to Shechem to meet her. Between uh, and then they've now all the way, both of them, have now gone up to Kedish Naftali, taken an army from Kedish Naftali, and moved down together with to Hartova. So she's with him in Hartova. Yeah. Which is even a stronger argument for for them to go together, isn't it? The husband and wife. 
Well, yes, but she didn't originally say that. I can't say she's fighting. It's going to be a man's activity, isn't it? I mean, she's, she's not expecting... I'm saying she's coming for moral support or to help persuade people to come to the army. But she's not actually going to do, I think, the fighting. I wouldn't guarantee it because if it's, since it's Mohammed's, this is definitely Mohammed's mitzvah. I'm not sure about some other things, but this is definitely Mohammed's mitzvah because you've got, an, uh, got a goyim in Eretz soil you've got to get rid of, particularly if they're pressing Kali soil, is Mohammed's mitzvah. And everybody can fight in Mohammed's mitzvah. But I just think, in fact, in practice, the men are probably better at fighting than women. I mean, you may put women nowadays into the army, but if you've got brawn and strength and whatever ability to run and whatever you really need men rather than women maybe it's the, the advance not so great nowadays with, with, with fight with, with um, guns and things but certainly in those days you needed, you needed strength well, yeah. the, the, the wife of Lapidus ah well I said that before Lapidus yeah, may be Balk it's the same name ah. Lapid and Barak we talk about lightning you use the same word don't you Lapid Lapid, yeah, Lapid and Barak had the same same meaning, yeah. And only if she was called Barak, if she is called Lapidus, is to emphasise that she was that, that he was giving he or she were giving these wicks for the temple, not Mishkan, I should say, and therefore it's, you're using that Ishes Lapidus, which also is conveniently con- similar to Barak. I'm not, con- I'm not saying it necessarily were married, it's just this is what Psukim doesn't say it was her, her husband, but Chazal tell us that, that they were, and there's, there's no reason to think that, although she's Mrs. Lapidus, that she's not also married to... Well, I mean, the, the advantage of saying they're separate is that that would explain why she's separate, physically separate from him, because her husband is a Mr. Lapidus living in Harifayim, and, uh, and she's calling Barak as being the general or well-known person, not because he's her husband, but because he's the, the leader of, of the North. I mean, I'm not... Uh, but the Chazal have identified them as the same. He's a military leader, she's the divine leader. Yes, and yes. Yeah. yeah, but the question is, is, she her, is he her husband? Why is the Chazal... Why did the Yeah, but I, I pointed out. I was going to go on to Esther, but I had said on previous occasion when we talked about Esther that because this safer Esther is being written by the Prime Minister and is therefore going to be looked at by every guy who's anti the, pr- the present Prime Minister and is going to be therefore available to Akashvayos, they have to be very. It has to be very carefully written not to make him a right Russia or a right Nana <coughs> and is not gonna, certainly not going to suggest <coughs> that Esther is the wife of somebody else which is clearly not something which uh, he wants to hear so you don't uh, the fact that it's not mentioned clearly is, is not surprising on the other hand we have got the word for Lokach the bus the word Lokach is a peculiar word to talk about in relation to a daughter taking somebody as a daughter, which means adopted, you wouldn't use the word lokach. Lokach is always used in relation to a wife. 
No, it does. He doesn't say so. It, no. does, it clearly does not say she was a virgin. It says he was originally taking the virgins, but it may be that they got a bit desperate. I mean, you see, the poor chappy, <laughs> having got rid of this, because I'll say that Vashti was the most beautiful woman in the world. He's got rid of this most beautiful woman, and, uh, and with, of course, being the granddaughter, or daughter, or granddaughter, mm -hmm. somebody with charisma and whatever, and he's now trying to find a, an affected substitute, and all he finds is these these sort of girls or whatever. All right, they're 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 sullers, but they they're not they're not as pretty, and they haven't got character or whatever. And he's getting increasingly fed up. And he might even, therefore, be, you know, therefore they feel, they find this woman who seems to have character, and they say, well, maybe you won't know, you know, I mean, wouldn't <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, let, let's, let's leave Esther. So, so, but let's, um, yeah, so, so he's now up on Harbour. She's down, he's down there, and he's probably thinking he's going to have to go climb up, which is unfortunate, because people on top have got an advantage over you. So, uh, all his chariots, Teisha Meyer's Rechebazel, 900 Rechebazel. There's Kol Hormashes and all his army, the whole lot, which is Baruch Hashem, going to be good, because that way they're all going to be a Vegagat. You, you really don't want only half of them to be killed. It's far better if he takes the whole lot. If you win, that is. If you win, you're happy that they, they all came out. El Nachal Kishan, and also you can appreciate that it's going to cause. I mean, how can he take his arm, his chariots into Nachal Kishan? The answer is it's dried up. It's a wadi during the summer, or alternatively by the side of it, but more likely it's dried up completely, and therefore he can take his chariots in this dry in this dry land. And um, um, and you can imagine now for the people up there on Hatova, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate. You're sort of looking down there at 900 chariots and all his army. You're feeling a little bit dispirited. You've only got 10,000. Admittedly, it hasn't been done with a nest gomer with only one man going along and killing everybody, but it's a bit dodgy. Vatoma Deveo El Borok. Now she says to Borok, up there on the mountain, Come, get up. Kizeha Yem Hashenos and Hashem this is the day. This is going to be handed over to your hand. God will go before you. Meaning, go down and attack them. Now that is not good advice. Yeah? You don't really, if you are, you don't want to go down below where the chariots yeah. are. Yeah? You prefer to stay on the mountain where the chariot can't go. You've lost your whole advantage of being up on top. This is not a good idea. Yep. Yeah? So they actually, later on, she was to say in her, in her um, shir, Am cheref naf they gave over their lives to, de to death. They were expecting, I mean, this you expect to die on this. He duly came down. Vaseres alof yemei shachov with 10,000 men, men behind him. After him. Come, let's go! They must have thought for a moment, do you really mean... <laughs> Do you really mean that? <laughs> well, and nevertheless, they go. Now, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it seems to me that what we've got here is one of these situations when the Abishter is requiring a certain degree of serious nefesh from people, a certain amount of trying to show trust in the Abishter, even in, even in situations where, you can't do, where you're bound to lose. We find ourselves, for example, at Yamsuf, 
that Nachshon bin Aminoda went into the water. According to Mark Hazal, he went all the way in the water up until it reached to his... And then one step more, and only then was the, was the split. You're sometimes required to show, if you don't deserve it, I mean, if you deserve... You deserve it. If you don't deserve it, you're sometimes required to show them serious nefesh, and only then. Up to his nostrils, and then one step further. That's a lot. So, and here as well, I mean, to go down, that's a really stupid thing to do in any normal, in normal war. So now, Vayohom Hashem es Sisho, ve'es kol ha-rechev, ve'es kol they were all, the Yohom is a, Mahuma is confused. The Fichorev, Lifne Borok, and that's it. That's all we're told. But, well, let's go, actually, not quite. Let's go a bit further, and I'll tell you what I mean. Vayev is Sisra Mela Mekova. Sisra himself, the great general, got off his Mekova. We're not told why. Vayonas Paraglov, running with his feet. Away. Uvorok, Vodavachre Arechev, and Borok is chasing after these. Chariots, after the the army, ad until all the way to their capital, They all, all the machne died. Nobody, nobody survived. So this was an enormous, great, big victory. But what we're not actually told clearly in these psukim, what, how did the victory occur? We've only been told it's a miracle. Vayohom, Vayom Hashem Sisra, and somehow these ten thousand won. But in the in the Shiras to Vayor, it's possible. Six what say? Okay. What? Six table or no? Yeah. Okay. Six table. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, in the in the, the Shiras to Vayor, we actually are given a bit more information. And I'm just putting in this map we've got here. We've got a bit more information. You can see where they were on Hartova, and you can see the Nachal Kishon, which would be dry. And they were coming down. Now, what we will discover when we go through the through the um, the um, Shiva's Tavoya, and this this is how it's assumed by this this uh, book which I was using the um, the um, uh, what's it called Atlas, whatever. We first of all, it's not only Naftali and Zvula. That's interesting. We we just had these two Shvatim. We will discover that other Shvatim also took part. They didn't charge down. They weren't involved in the charging down. She said, I only want these two. But clearly we're told about Menashe and Yisachar and Ephraim being involved. And what it seems is that Yisachar was, was acting where you would imagine Yisachar to be. They're, on the, they're to the right. And they would therefore stop anyone running away who wants to run away from the army towards the Yardin. You've got if, if Manasseh and Ephraim were keep, were, came down from the mountains, and they were stopping anyone moving towards the towards the mountains and escaping that way, going towards Tanakh or Yivlam or Megiddo. So they moved forward up to the Nachal Kishon. And the and um, but where were the actual fight? It seems as if the fight was actually occurring in this Bikas Kasulais down there. That's where the fight was occurring. And what seems to have happened is like this. We're told in the, in Shiraz Devoer, something about water and rain. 
and the Nachal Kishon swept them away. Now, all the Mephoshim, I must admit, do not say what the Atlas <laughs> the says, but, I, but that may not be, there's, there's no reason to, to argue with them on this. They would just try to work out how did this battle occur. It is a fact, a, 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 geolog- a ge- geographic fact, that every now and then, wadis in Eresi soil suddenly become maelstrom, is that maelstrom? Massive amounts of water. Yeah. That's the lotion of Shuvah Shem Shiva Siyoin Ka'afikim Banegev. Ka'afikim is the, the, is the wadis. You, know? you can be happily there, completely dry land, and then it becomes some sort of rain. What? If it rains here to lime, it comes right down to the south. Yeah. And it comes. I mean, I've, I've been caught once. It was caught in Yamamelech. There was a, everything was a, was okay, you know. And then suddenly, it was a bit of rain, and we were told, "Ah, oh, you can't go back along the normal road. You have to go via Arad, of all yeah. things. We had to go via Arad, then go in the south because yeah. it was flooded, and some people were injured. There was a sudden rush." of water and, and higher you, you, you've got this car is driving along on, on dry land and then suddenly you get a whole rush of water coming on suddenly which they suddenly come out these these uh, these wadis in, in the negative so ah not doesn't seem as if they were drowned but what happens is in the Nachal Kishan itself rarely but it does happen every uh, 20 or 30 years you get a sudden <coughs> downpour in Nachal Kishon, which will completely turn it into, as I say, it's a wadi in the, in the, in the winter. In the, in the sun it's dry, but it can suddenly, sometimes around a period around Pesach Shavuos, which may be when the battle took place, that's when you get suddenly a flash, a flash flood. And if you got, if they were there with happily with their, with their uh, chariots, happily in the wadi, wadi Kishon, since we've got this reference to these water coming down, it could be suddenly that they find that <laughs> their chariots ain't no use. <laughs> it's not doing anything. You can't, they, you can't charge at the, at the Jews. Yeah. They're, really, they're pretty stuck, which would explain why Sisa goes off and starts going Baraglov. His, his, his horses won't, won't take him very far. Yeah? And it would also explain why they're totally confused and shocked. There they are, happily sort of seeing the Jews come down. That's a blooming stupid thing to do. This is sort of the charge of the light brigade. Yeah. You know, so, you know we just bash them up, you know, no problem. Why don't they do something as stupid as that? Right, good! And then somehow this, they see this flood of water coming at them, and, this is the, and they're, you know, and they're getting wet, and they're getting confused and whatever, and it's Yochum, his confusion. They get totally confused by it. This is what he's suggesting. And he's suggesting, therefore, because there is definitely reference to water in the, in the Shuas Tavayor, and there's certainly reference to these other Shavuotim, and it may be that they were coming along towards this Givas Hamoyah, sorry, the Bikna of Kasulas, and that's where they were flooded, and then they, the, the, most of them then tried to go back to Chavosh Zagoyim, which if you notice, you can see that's this red star on the, towards the end by Haifa. Yeah, that's Chavosh that's where he's, he's suggesting they are, Chavosh uh, Zagoyim there. And they were going back to there, and except the one man, Sisra, who has enough sense to realize if he tries to go back that way, everybody else will be following him and he's going to get done. And instead, therefore, of going back to, to Harosha again, he decides to go on his own a different way. Leaves the fry, the, 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 leaves his army to be killed. <laughs> well, I suppose so. But you know, they're, a bit, they're all a bit shocked. <laughs> they're all a bit shocked. And he's sort of, he's, he's, and he's, and he's, the way he goes, he goes north. He can, somehow he's going to go north up to this, the house of Kerr. He's abandoned so, his army to save himself. 
Yeah. That's a coward. Yeah. 